I have some really exciting news for listeners of the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Most people think lifestyle investing is about making more money or creating additional passive income streams. And while that is part of it, the most savvy lifestyle investors understand that having a solid tax strategy is fundamental and really foundational to creating wealth. I firmly believe that having the right tax strategy is the single best investment that you can make. I know tax strategy isn't the sexiest topic, but once you understand a few key elements to the IRS playbook, the compounding benefit you receive year after year is enormously significant. In fact, we have members inside the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind who have used these strategies and have saved hundreds of thousands of dollars, and in some cases, millions of dollars. This is not a nice to have if you're interested in growing your wealth. This is a must. In our brand new tax strategy masterclass, I have hand-selected and shared the details of the 28 most valuable strategies to help you increase your tax savings this year and for years to come. Plus, if you want to hire a top-tier tax strategist, it can easily set you back tens of thousands of dollars, if not more. And you want to make sure that you have the best, most accurate information to ensure that you're hiring the right person for you. That's why we included a whole section with advice, resources, and multiple interviews with my personal tax specialists to help you build a bulletproof tax team, but for a fraction of the cost. The entire tax strategy masterclass was designed for people like you who want to keep more of their hard-earned money without having to sift through the complicated tax code. If you're interested, head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash tax to learn more about the course or set up a free consultation call with our team at lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation. Again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash tax. It is amazing that once you value yourself more, other people value you more innately. That was a tough one for me to learn. I got to tell you, this was not like an overnight learning. It took me a long time to believe in myself and my own value and then to speak and to use my voice. Like these are things that took me years to learn. So it doesn't matter how fast it takes you to learn it, but just have awareness and practice it. It's just like going to the gym. You just have to exercise that muscle one decision at a time. And then all of a sudden you're in a different place in life and you don't feel the same kind of stress and conflict and you are happier and your kids feel like you're more present and your wife or husband feels like you're more present or you just feel more present to what's happening. Like you're thinking more clearly and quickly. And it just, the world responds to that when you take good care of yourself. Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. How do you build and scale a business without sacrificing your freedom? Most entrepreneurs struggle to separate themselves from the constant grind resulting in burnout or even worse, failure. But if you want to build a life on your terms, you need to free yourself from the daily hustle. You need to put systems in place that will allow your business to thrive even when you're not around. That's why I'm so excited to be speaking with my longtime friend, Amber Vilhauer. Amber's company, NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory, has become the go-to option for entrepreneurs and influencers who need the help with high-performing book launches, web design, marketing, and scaling their business. 
Her team has developed over a thousand websites from the ground up and has helped hundreds of clients create number one best selling books, including me. Not only has Amber built an incredibly successful business, but she's living a lifestyle that she absolutely loves. So I wanted to talk to her about how she did it. In this episode, you'll learn exactly how she overcame the idea of having to manage everything in her business by herself and built a powerhouse team with a shared vision. We also talk about protecting your time by creating clear boundaries, developing an abundant mindset, the most important factors to a successful book launch, and so much more. One more thing before we get to today's interview. Amber has a special gift for Lifestyle Investor podcast listeners. In fact, she's giving away three of her courses for free because that's how awesome she is. Course number one is how to launch and leverage your book for long-term sales success. Course number two is how to attract qualified buyers and grow your following. And course number three is how to convert qualified buyers with your website. These courses are packed with value. If you'd like to get access to them, visit justindonald.com forward slash 72 for all the details. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Amber Vilhauer. Well, Amber, I'm so excited to have you on the show. This has been uh, a long time in the making, and I just can't wait to hang out. So uh, how are you? Welcome. This is so special for me because what the viewers may or may not know is that Justin and I have known each other for a very long time, getting our start in Cutco. And now look at us, Justin, we're like so mature. I know. So crazy. Well, and it's so fun having the opportunity to be in business, you know, in our own business, but we're partnered in so many ways. And so I'm excited to share that story. I'm excited for people to learn more about you and all the cool things you do in the world and that you do for other people. But the story isn't as good unless people know kind of where you came from. And I think yours is a great story because I mean, anyone could talk about how like the odds are stacked against them or they, you know, came from a family that there weren't any entrepreneurs or many entrepreneurs or whatever the case is. But I think with you, and I would say me and a lot of our friends, there's almost like a will it into existence type of a thing. And so I'd love to just kind of hear why you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's interesting because I did not grow up thinking I want to own my own business someday. And so people look at me on social media and you just make certain assumptions about who people are and how they were growing up. Like this of which you see today is not at all what I was like growing up. (laughs) I was so quiet and shy and introverted and unsure of myself. And I didn't know how to use my voice and I didn't do well in school and I didn't have a lot of friends. And so just saying that alone, people, I can hear the the record scratching a little bit like what, because you look so happy and cheerful and successful and all of these things. And yeah, that's true. And I'm human. So I also have challenges as well, but I created myself day by day, decision by decision. There was a moment when I was 16 where I wasn't really proud of who I was and the choices that I was making. And when it came kind of like crashing into this realization, this was not the path that I wanted to go down. It was hard to course correct and make different choices. You make choices to get up earlier, to take care of your body in a different way. Or back then it was to go into office hours with my teacher and try to fix my grades on things. So like it took work to then get to a point where I was just more proud of who I was, but that didn't mean that I was ready for entrepreneurship and using my voice and speaking on stages. I do have to give a little bit of credit or a lot of credit to Cutco, Justin, because that job really changed my life in so many significant ways. I remember that first day of training and my trainer, Carrie, said there are three types of people in the world. I don't know if you remember this, but there's like the, the fence setter person who sits on the fence and watches what everybody else is doing, the person that dips their pinky toe into the pool and the person that jumps in with both feet. And I was like, wow, 
I want to be that person. (laughs) (laughs) No clue what I'm doing, but I want to be that person. (laughs) And it's just interesting how much of what's happened to me since then comes back to that moment. And in Cutco, I just did what they told me to do. And I liked the product. And when I did what they told me to do in training, it worked. And then people recognized me and that felt really good to be seen and valued. So I just kept doing more of what they told me to do. And then that worked and I kept skyrocketing into the company, but I still didn't even know at that point, I didn't identify myself as an entrepreneur. Fast forward after five glorious years of Cutco, I knew that there was something more for me. As sort of an odd divine stepping stone, I uh, found myself doing event planning for this couple in Denver. And they had this event that was teaching entrepreneurs how to get capital into their business and how to market online. This was like 2005. I had no idea what a blog was or what (laughs) any of this world was, but I knew I wouldn't get bored in this industry. I knew I would always be challenged. So I taught myself code taught myself search engine optimization, persuasive copywriting, webinars, conversion, funnels, you name it. I was just a nerd for this stuff. I didn't even know I was such a nerd for this stuff. But then something crazy happened. This woman reached out to me from Canada and she said, I love your blog and I love your website. Could you manage our website? We're starting a guest blogging platform called Conscious Divas. And I said, uh, I guess I could, I could do that. You know, I had no business plan, no clue what I was doing. In fact, Justin, it's kind of an embarrassing thing to admit, but it was like a month or two or three later that a friend came to me and said, you should probably file an LLC. And I said, what's that? Where do I do that? Why is that important? (laughs) This is how much I knew about business back in 2007, But when I was staring at what is your business name on the filing? Oh my gosh, I'm pacing the kitchen. I'm trying to figure out this feels important. What should my business name be? And I remembered my mom, who was my hero growing up. And she said to me all the time, no guts, no glory. And that's how NGNG was born. That's when I realized that I am a diehard entrepreneur and didn't even know it. And the company has been growing ever since very successfully. I'm deeply fulfilled by it. Oh, that's an incredible just start to your story. I love it. So cool, Amber. So going back to Cutco, and by the way, I couldn't agree more. Cutco is such a great training ground, such a great foundation, so many great leaders. There's just so many awesome stuff to learn, especially as a young person there. And you find the right mentors and they can do a lot with you because you're so moldable. You're so impressionable. At least I was. I would assume you were too. Oh, yeah. And so it's cool hearing that. But it's interesting because just because you you did well with Cutco actually doesn't mean that you'd be a strong entrepreneur. There are a lot of people that leave that business that really don't do well in the entrepreneurial space because they're strong salespeople. Right, you you are strong as a salesperson. You were strong as a manager, but th- those are different skills. You you had sales skills, you had leadership skills, and so it, it's great to have some confidence, and it's great to be able to step into this next unknown world, feeling like you've got a little swagger, right? That that you're you're good at something, that you've gotten good <laughs> results. But the world of entrepreneurship is a whole nother game. And when you're in charge of everything and everyone from start to finish, there's no back office to help. There's nothing to, there's no safety net underneath you. That's okay. As there is in in other places. And by the way, I appreciate that about Cutco because they created a nice safety net for me to be able to learn on. That's right. And for you to be able to learn on. And I think that's amazing. But there's a whole nother level when it's all yours and you've got to do everything. And so, I think it's neat that you've been able to figure that out. And because I know you and because I know the inner workings of your business, I want to point out that there's also a big difference between a a sole proprietor, like a one-woman business, and a true business owner, right? Someone that has teams, departments, divisions. And so I've seen the inner workings of your business. I know that you are no longer the sole proprietor. You started as a sole proprietor and you were able to wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can't get past that. They can't get past a lot of hats. No. 
And it's hard. It's, it's risky. It's, you know, you're going to fall flat on your face at times. But the only way you can really scale a business is by creating some sort of systems or protocol. It can be done via code. You know, you learned how to do that. But it likely is going to be more than a one person building code and building protocols business. Some yeah. people can, can run with those. Your business for sure is a lot more hands on. And so you've got a team and you've got departments and you've got different people that report up to you. And it's very impressive what you've built. Thank you. And I tend to agree. And I don't say that coming from ego, but almost just proud for what it is, right? I mean, we have almost 35 people on the team and growing, Justin. Just onboarded three more new people in the past week. And the culture is just magnificent. I don't know another word to describe it. Everybody is just so bought in to the vision protecting each other, contributing, elevating the customer experience. They are diehard fans and they are so protective of the company and they have each other's backs. They don't let things fall through the cracks. And yeah, there comes a time where you realize you've been passing that baton. You've been developing their thought leadership. So that means that you had a vision, then you knew how to communicate that vision. Then you knew what your values were so that you had rules within the organization and more accountability coming in. And then it just starts to unfold after you learn all of these pieces to the puzzle and watching it work so beautifully. And our word of mouth has always been our most powerful driver. I mean, for nearly 15 years, people are always referring us, even publishing houses and other web agencies referring us. So it's not just the individual customers, but people see we're different. We're genuine. We don't let things slip through the cracks. We're highly organized and detailed. We take ownership. We take accountability and we take it personally. It's not just business to us. And there's just you start to carve out your own space in the online world and stay in your lane and not get distracted and not get an ego. And then over the years, it just gets more profitable and reinvest back into the company and you innovate and watch new people coming in, taking their own ownership of the vision and making it more theirs and a place they can grow and thrive in. And Meanwhile, as the CEO, you just keep learning how to detach a little bit more each time. Like now I'm detaching from the sales seat. The thing that I love so much. Oh, it was so hard. A year and a half ago when I hired a creative director, Laden, who everybody loves. She's, she's everybody's favorite, right? Like everybody loves Laden. That was a hard hire for me because I loved doing her job. But I knew that we couldn't grow unless I added somebody else into the seat to do that piece. And so slowly, one by one, I've like detached from all of these things that I love so much. And now the sales seat I saved for last, not for reasons why people would think like, I just love the numbers and getting money from people. Fine. It's more about the connection for me. I love, Justin, when people come into a conversation and they've been burned by other people before and they've invested in all the programs and they don't know who to trust anymore and they've had bad experiences and they're just losing faith in their own message. And I come in, I'm like, oh, you're not going to have that experience anymore. I'm going to fix it for you. And you're going to have everything that you need to then do what you're supposed to do because I already know it's going to work for them. And it's just such a joy to show people another way, but we're growing. So now I go into the next evolution and watch the business take the next course it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. And I've had a front row seat on a lot of this too, because know. you know we've been friends for either 16 or 17 years. And huh. it's fun watching kind of the different evolution that you've had. And I think what a lot of people may not recognize is that the book launch, the book marketing industry, it has totally transformed. It's not what it used to be. And the programs that used to work don't work anymore. And I was able to see this firsthand working with your company and seeing how cutting edge and innovative you and your team really are. And you're operating at a whole nother level, just doing things that most of these other companies out there aren't doing. But you've been able to figure out a way to not only handle all the book stuff, you, I mean, you have a full blown like marketing agency. You can handle book launches, you build websites, you help with uh, event planning and coordinating, you brainstorm different things, you coach people. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so it's very impressive all the things that you're juggling. But 
you do them all at a high level. Thank you. And I have to point back to those lonely teenage years, to be honest, got to do it because when you are lonely and an observer, right, you're not center stage getting all of the attention, you develop these really interesting skills. And for me, I developed a superpower for listening and awareness and just observing. And now fast forward all of these years, it's helped me to innovate So from day one, back in 2005, when I was at that conference, learning about the online world for the first time, I started looking around and made some really interesting observations. I could see patterns that I don't know that other people could see. And then into 2008, I'll fast forward. I came across kind of my first big business challenge where I was constrained by time. And I was thinking, gosh, there's got to be a better way to do these hour-long sales calls. And I was innovating, like maybe I could use video to explain our process in advance so that I didn't have to keep repeating that same thing over and over and over again on these hour-long sales calls. Then I could do half the time and sell more. And that was back before video is what it is on the online world today. So What I'm trying to articulate is that when you are quiet and when you observe and listen and pay attention, there are opportunities galore. I mean, pick the one you want to run with. And so for me, I've always, NGNG has been a place of innovation. I have other web agencies that they literally hire me for coaching saying, I love your model. We want to do a pricing guide like you do. That would save us so much time. And I say, here are all my secrets. Take them, go go run with it. It was amazing for me. You should do that too. And then now book launch marketing companies and business growth companies, they're, they're all seeing like we're innovating. And I think it's because of the way that I grew up, to be honest. But you're right, especially in the book launch industry, it's been a pretty messed up industry. And what I've especially observed in the past two or three years, Justin, is if you want to have a successful launch, it's not a secret that you need more people to help you promote that launch, right? You can't just do it by yourself. So what we do is go to our friends. Hey friend, I need a favor. I'm launching a book. Can you email your list, this template copy? Hey, thanks, but I appreciate that. The problem is, is that everybody is launching books. So now everybody's getting requests. How many a week, Justin, do you probably get, Hey, can you promote my thing? Can you promote my thing? And you're over here saying, well, I've got my own message to promote. And your stuff doesn't exactly align with my stuff, but I feel obligated because you're a friend. It's ruining relationships, Justin. So I've been observing this thing. This isn't sustainable. So what we did is we innovated how that relationship management piece could go to facilitate when wins. So it's not just about the author, it's about the cause and it's about the community and how can we all grow together and be better together. And it's time consuming, which is why most people aren't going to follow my process because they're looking to automate. But when you automate, you strip out human connection. So you have to find that balance between protecting the relationship because relationships are the bridge to our dreams. Truly. I I will always stand by that, but we have to protect the connection and our relationships. And the more you focus on the cause instead of the personal favor, it shifts the energy behind your launch. And now it's a community movement instead of like, Oh, I hope this is my goal. And I hit this one thing because my ego would appreciate it. Or maybe they do want to get their message out, but it's still pointed at them. So there's just a difference in mindset and approach toward collaboration that is really shifting the game. So it's really special to be a part of changing that conversation entirely. Yeah, that's exciting. And I've seen it firsthand and I've seen it work, which is cool. Part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show today is because you're not only someone that lives an incredible lifestyle. I mean, we've you know had the privilege of having some really fun uh, events and dinners and some awesome wine and just all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, my favorites. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, we, we have had some really cool experiences <laughs> with many mutual friends. And there's just a lot of people that don't have these type of experiences or don't make time or don't make space. But you also travel the globe. You've had, I mean, you just got back from a really amazing Bahamas trip where you had this private estate that you were staying on. And obviously that stems from another great connection that you have. But I wanted you on because not only do you live the lifestyle, 
but you're a lifestyle enhancer for other people. You help them package what they have to be able to scale their business or grow their results or whatever they need to do so that they too can have lifestyle. So you're a lifestyle enhancer, a lifestyle enabler. So these are good things, but I think you have to have the lifestyle first, which you do. So it's easy to be the pioneer for that when you live it firsthand and it matters so much to you because people matter so much to you. Yeah, that's a fact. Well, it's interesting because, gosh, in my 20s, Justin, I made some really bad decisions and I racked up a lot of debt and it felt like I was never going to get out of that hole. So I remember not having the money to take luxurious trips and buy all the things I wanted to buy and go to the the fancy dinners. So I want to at least address that because you can still have lifestyle and you can still have experiences even if you have no money. Because back then, what I did is I, I decided that I needed to have rules in my calendar. Early on in the business, people would say, oh, can I give you a call at 7 p.m. tonight? And I'd say, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't work in the evenings or weekends. Now, as a young entrepreneur, right, that's crazy, right? You could have lost a customer over that or this could have happened or that could have happened. But at the end of the day, like this is my life. And if I let somebody cross into that boundary, then I let everybody cross into that boundary. Then I have no boundaries. Then I have no self-care. And then I can't be the high performer that I want to be so I can help the world. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like I think that entrepreneurs don't understand the domino effect to their own decisions. And what's interesting, Justin, I'm thinking of a, a gentleman in particular where this was, this really happened. And when I said no to him, he came back and instead of being upset about it, he said, wow. I wish I had boundaries like that. You know what? I am going to have boundaries like that. And I said, well, you're welcome, brother. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So we all secretly want boundaries, but we're afraid to use our voice and ask for it, right? Because we think we have to be of service or do this or do that. It's all just our own belief systems from culture and what we've seen in our past or whatever, wherever it came from, but you actually do have a say. So in those evenings, instead of having those calls, I would go out on my back back balcony and I would enjoy a sunset or I would watch TV or what read a book, whatever I wanted to do. But that self-care time was really important. Now, fast forward, life is very different. I have a five-year-old. I have a thriving business. I have a lot of people wanting to get into my calendar all the time. And so those boundaries are only more important. And I'm also such a sensitive soul, as you know, Justin. So I have a really hard time saying no to people. (laughs) And I also want to help everybody that I possibly can. So I've had to get really strategic about how I can set those boundaries while still helping people so that I don't have to feel guilty and then can still take the time that I want to have to take my son on a mother-son trip or take a personal trip like I did to the Bahamas or to New Orleans or to Austin or wherever I'm going. But it's all a design to ultimately protect me, give myself as much balance as possible, right? And by balance, I don't me, I work eight five, and then I'm off from here to here. My schedule, if you look like at it, it's different every single day. But there are pockets where I have balance between the different categories in my life that are important to me. So I'm a whole person, and if I'm a whole person, then I'm better for my team and better for my clients. So people ask, "How do you do it all?" You have to protect yourself first. You have to. You're going to have to find a way to reconcile that and learn that. Otherwise, you're always going to be in conflict and you're always going to be on that treadmill and that's not a way to live. So you learn it first, then you share that with the people around you to improve their quality of life at the same time. Hey, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about my online course. As a listener, you probably know my story. In under two years, I had multiplied my net worth to over eight figures and my investments were generating enough passive income for my wife and me to quit our jobs. Since launching the Lifestyle Investor book and podcast, I've had a lot of people reaching out asking how I was able to accomplish this in such a short period of time and how they can start investing just like I do. My methods are unconventional. But I've always wanted to share my strategies and help as many people as possible accomplish financial freedom. And while the podcast is loaded with lots of alternative investment advice from both myself and my guests, 
It's not intended to be a comprehensive system that walks you through my step-by-step process. That's why I decided to create the Lifestyle Investor Course, a roadmap for anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of lifestyle investing. Anyone can use my system, no matter what level they're at in their investing career. So if you want all my strategies for creating passive income and building wealth conveniently packaged up into a simple to follow course, visit justindonald.com forward slash course for all the details. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. And I also think there's an immaturity around not being able to create boundaries. I mean, there's certainly a fear around it that, you know, if I don't pick up right now, I'm going to lose this deal. But The reality is if you're really that great at what you do, people are going to find a way to get inside the timeframes that you have available. So if you lose people due to that, you may want to figure out a way to elevate the game or differentiate so that doesn't happen or bring on a team that can support, you know, handling that outside of the time that you're available. But I think that once you get more into an abundant mindset and not being worried about losing someone and be more worried about, yeah, you're like what you need to fill you, you're just going to show up better for everyone. And it creates scarcity for other people, right? It's like your time is scarce. Your time is valuable. You're not willing to break out of this. There must be something unique or different or or amazing about what you're doing. It is amazing that once you value yourself more, other people value you more innately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tough one for me to learn. I got to tell you, this was not like an overnight learning. It it took me a long time to believe in myself and my own value, and then to speak and to use my voice. Like these are things that took me years to learn. So, doesn't matter how fast it takes you to learn it, but just have awareness and practice it. It's just like going to the gym. You just have to exercise that muscle one decision at a time. And then all of a sudden you're in a different place in life and you don't feel the same kind of stress and conflict and you are happier and your kids feel like you're more present and your wife or husband feels like you're more present, or you just feel more present to what's happening. Like you're thinking more clearly and quickly. And it just, the world responds to that when you take good care of yourself. Yeah, without a doubt. And I just think that the more you get clear on what it is that you ultimately want, and the values that you have, the values you want for your family, I think naturally you're going to start living in a different way. And a lot of people, they go through life just reacting, no plan, just autopilot. And so if you can take the time to really get clear on what it is you want, what you want for you, what you want for your family, your kids, your spouse, you know, whoever it is, and you can move in that direction, you're going to make different decisions. You're going to make different decisions for yourself, for your business, for your time, your availability. Uh, And I just think it's so important to get clear on what it is that you ultimately really want. My wife and I just sat down yesterday and we do this annual planning every year. We map all this stuff out. You've seen it. You've seen my my huge document on this. So good. And so we did kind of like a follow-up and uh, we just, we kind of went through last year and what happened, what didn't happen, moves we want to make this year. And it was just an awesome celebration, but we're so intentional with what it's going to look like to the point of like, Hey, what does education for our daughter look like? And how are we going to learn and grow together? What are the things that we're going to do where we we're not just hanging together, but we're learning and growing together. What are ways that we can strengthen our marriage? What are ways that we can do whatever it is? And so we we went to our one of our favorite restaurants. And uh, here in Austin, we actually stayed in town for this one. Often we'll do a little uh, weekend getaway. But I just think it's so important to have that intentionality because number one, often we may be on different pages than other people. So it's it's important to you know make sure that our strategies and vision are aligning. But number two, it just feels so good to have clarity in what you're moving towards so you can make decisions easier. Well, so many people have the wait and see methodology. They're like, well, I don't know what I want exactly. And it's too tough to figure it out. And I kind of feel stressed. I'm tired. I just want to veg out. I just want to open up my Netflix. I'll deal with it tomorrow. Right? They're just not taking the time 
And if you don't take the time, you're going to wake up another year later, two years later, five years later. And it just, you get deeper into the hole. And then all of a sudden you look around and you're just not happy. And, you know, I think the pandemic really was shining a light on that for a lot of people because before 2020, the world was accelerating so quickly and people were almost on an autopilot. We were just almost not even fully present to what was going on. Like a lot of people voiced that there was a lot of fear coming in around the election. When the pandemic happened, it was like everything just stopped for a minute and people finally had time to just think. And when they started thinking, it was like, oh, wow, gosh, look at all these years went by. And now we thought we were going to go here, but we're over here. A lot of separation happened. Like it doesn't have to be that way. And Justin, when I learned about your family planning session a couple of years ago, it blew my mind. I mean, guys, multiple pages of questions. It was the most impressive collection of questions I've ever seen. No, no BS on that. And it just really struck me like, no wonder Justin has the life he has. No wonder, no wonder he has the marriage he has, the relationship with his daughter that he has, the business that he has, the respect with his friends that he has, because he is so hyper intentional. He has thinking time. He's very focused. He's so thoughtful and aware. Like he didn't get here because he was lucky. He got here because he worked his ass off to get here. And it just, I had so much respect for you when I saw that document, Justin. Um, and I'm so happy that your voice is getting out in the magnificent way that it's getting out because now you have all of these people that are looking to you and you're setting this beautiful example for how other people can interact with their relationship partner and with their kid and with their, their, businesses. It's just, it's awesome. So I just want to thank you personally for leading in the example in the way that you do. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for the kind words and for being with me since really day one of all this of the lifestyle investor brand, which is cool. You know, it's funny because a lot of this was created during the pandemic. Like I had this time in the space to think and be creative. And we, you know, ended up taking a epic road trip as a family. And we came out and stayed in Denver for a month that summer and got a chance to hang with you guys and uh, and enjoy some really nice wine at that. And so, but it was cool because we got to kind of work through and talk through all this. And it's neat to see where we've come. So it was an idea yeah. that we thought had legs and sure enough it did and it's it's cool to see the full circle and for what's also really cool for those that they don't know i have a mastermind the lifestyle investor mastermind it's an incredible mastermind in fact it was just rated i don't I don't really brag a whole lot about what we have going on but there was an article what tell me what happened <laughs> yeah there, there's an article that that just came out that rated it was either uh, of all these masterminds that are out there i'm actually trying to pull it up right now but of all these masterminds that and there's a zillion of them, come on, are in existence. Yeah. So it's the top 22 masterminds to join in 2022. Oh. And so YPO is number one. Genius Creators Collective is number two. Selfless Givers, our group. Uh, are you number serious? Three. How yeah. cool is that? Connected Genius number four, and then Lifestyle Investor number five. And this is ahead of like tons of other groups, you know, Tony Robbins group, Mastermind Talks, Genius Network. Oh my gosh, Josh. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool thing. And the reason I bring it up is because we just recently held a retreat here in Austin. And for the members of the Mastermind, we had capped it at 100 for a while. And and I've recently opened it up. We got a bit of a wait list, but you were very integral in that event happening, the location that we picked, all the things that kind of went into it. And so I want our mastermind members that listen to this to know uh, that you had a hand, a very important role in that event and your team did just a great job. And so it's funny to see like start to finish all the different places that NGNG and, and you, Amber, have been involved. I know. It's one of my favorite stories. I've got a lot of great client stories. I really do. But this is absolutely one of my my favorites. Probably because I knew you personally before all of this. I knew like in the very beginning when it was like, yeah, I'm writing this book for my daughter, Savannah. And you weren't sure at that time what you wanted this to be. You were happy in life. You didn't need much. You know, It wasn't like a lot of other people coming in saying, I want to build this roaring brand and I want to do all of these things. Like that was not you. And so it was just 
really special because you really were careful and you were slow. I mean, I've got people coming in. They're like, if I don't launch this thing and I mean yesterday, and I'm like, gosh, what is the urgency? Like you'll be fine. But Justin really did it right. And he had a council of friends that he really trusted. And so when he got an idea, he would listen to what they had to say and make decisions that were right for his life. And so that's why you're seeing the success of this brand because of the decisions that you made at the helm and protecting your lifestyle and and not jumping the gun and just being reactive, which is easy to do in this space, very easy to do. And then people get wrapped up in it and they start making decisions they wish they hadn't. And it, it takes time to unwind that, but you were just very methodical, built it the way you wanted it to be, which is so great. Even the retreat is an example of that. So I just can't wait to see where we're going this year. Cause like, what are we going to do this year? I don't even know, but I know we got to, we got to start planning <laughs> this thing for sure. It's been fun and it's neat. You know, I, I mean, I've been the, the budding entrepreneur starting a business from scratch, wanting to make money. This business was different though, this brand, yeah. because it didn't have to be about money. Interestingly enough, it has done well, but. The whole idea was I was going to do it my way. And my way, by the way, is just whatever way my my friends and other experts think is best because I don't have a clue. This is new. I don't, I don't know a lot of this stuff. So if someone has insight or expertise, I'm going to lean on them. But the moment that it would compromise lifestyle or involve yeah. too much, I'm very comfortable saying no. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel good about being in a place where I can say no, even though maybe I lose revenue because of that decision, or maybe it scales differently or slower. I don't actually care about that. I care about assembling some of the brightest minds in the world in one place and just having incredible conversation and education and fun and really living life, doing life together, I say. So... Well, I've certainly watched a lot of people that have some measure of success in their business and they lose sight of what was important to them in the beginning. And they grow a little bit of an ego and then they want more. And it's this kind of little bit of a monster that always wants more, more, more. But I can attest just being kind of behind the scenes and along your side in this journey, you regularly checked in with Jennifer and making sure that she was okay and making those decisions together. And frankly, Justin, like anybody else in your shoes that I've seen, like they would have just been like, more, this is my time. But you had success and you didn't lose sight of what mattered to you in the beginning and why you started all of this to begin with. So I'm not trying to overly shower you, but like, There just are such few models for my definition of success. And you are definitely that model. So anybody who's considering being any part of your brand in any way, you know, because sometimes we don't know and we're like, oh, just another money guy, maybe. But it's like, no, 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 you're missing the entire point. If that's what you think this brand is about, you're missing the entire point. (laughs) So you just have to like subscribe to the podcast, be in the world, and you'll see uh, this is a very, very special brand and community. Well, I I appreciate that. And the reality is if we're all not careful, any of us can fall victim to just wanting more. And so it's not like that feeling just disappears. It's that it really has to be put at bay because it's the same thing. Like you buy a new whatever. Well, in time, you want another new whatever. It could be a car. It could be a house. Mm -hmm. It could be whatever. It could be your dream house. Well, in a few years, it's no longer your dream house because it doesn't have this or this is falling apart or this didn't work out the way you thought or, or even worse. It has everything you want, except that you went to your friend's house and it has all these things and your house doesn't have that. And so it's just so easy to like want more. And so I think we're often, I mean, I do think we're built in many ways to like Mm -hmm. have these desires, but that doesn't mean that we need to feed that desire. I think learning how to be content and learning how to, instead of focusing on what you don't have, but what you do have and all the great things in your life. I think that that shifts, that gratitude shifts the mindset into more of being, having abundance with thinking of what you do have versus like all that you don't. I just think that's so important, but just like anyone else, I mean, if I'm not careful, I can fall in that trap. And that's why I think having, you know, a good spouse, a good teammate to 
shed some light and have some good discernment in a way that's different than your own is very valuable. And same thing with the team of advisors, you, for example, and many of the others in my corner that I lean on in so many categories before I ever make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People have been really surprised over the years. Like I'll be introduced to somebody and they'll say, how have I never heard about you've worked with all of these people and done all of these things. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't have like a million followers on Instagram. I don't need that. And they're like, oh my gosh, you should grow this company. You should have like a thousand employees. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I'm not so sure. It's interesting because I've always just been somebody, Justin, like I love what I have and I want to pour into what I have and I want to make my team better and I want to help them build the career path of their dreams. And if they want to innovate something, I want to pour into that versus like, where's the next people coming in? You know, I, I really have just such appreciation for what's here And ironically, that's a magnet for more anyway. But what it does is it reduces that feeling of like anxiety of like, oh my God, I got to hurry up and do all of these other things. There's no scarcity to it. It's just appreciating what you have and letting it build build in the way that it wants to be built. Like your book, let it have the life that it wants to have. And clearly your book like wants to have quite a life because you've sold tens and tens of thousands of copies of your book organically. So it's cool. You just kind of like put things out into the world and appreciate them and just see how they're going to grow and what impact they're going to have. Yeah. And it could be nerve wracking because you can totally flop. The reality is that we put the book out. I was like, I think people will be interested, (laughs) but I really have no clue. You know, I mean, at least I hope at some point in my lifetime that my daughter has interest in it since, you know, (laughs) she was really the foundation and genesis of, of me even doing this. And my good friend, John Kane, that really gave me the tough question. Love you, John. <laughs> yeah, John. I mean, goodness sakes, without him, the, the book wouldn't be done because he had the hardcore question that was, well, you've said you're going to write this book for years, that you want to write a book. People have been asking you for a long time. And I've asked you over and over, you're not, you know, nothing's happening here. So I'm just going to ask you the question. What happens if you die and your daughter never learns all this? And so that was enough to like... yeah. Really, you know, I appreciate that. And it's neat to see, though, because I mean, the book has a life of its own, but who would have known? I mean, who would have known the demand or the, you know, people's desire for this type of information? It could have been a flop, but I was willing to just go out there and see. And so I've been pleasantly surprised. Well, and I have to add that the publishing industry is very confusing right now because it's so divided and there's so many people pitching different ways that you should be doing things. But I full-heartedly believe, Justin, that the reason your book is so successful is because it was well-written and you, you wrote it for the reader. There are a lot of books right now that are not written well. They're being slapped out quickly in a weekend and they are not written with the reader in mind. They're written like, oh, I should have a book because I'm trying to do these things and it's important for my career in these ways. That's very different than being very thoughtful and pouring into content because you want it to be the best that it can be for the reader. And that's what you did. I watched you go over the book and over the book and rewrite it. And it's done. Nope, it's not done. I need another weekend. And the publisher's like, oh my gosh, nope, it's not done yet. And I was just so proud of you for that because look at what's happened now. Anybody can launch a book, really. Not many people can have it continue to sell. Well, I I appreciate that. It was a little nerve-wracking at the time, as you know, because there were some demands. (laughs) People really wanted this thing done and I wasn't honoring (laughs) timelines. And uh, But I just had the hardest time feeling like it was complete. I mean, I feel like I actually had to at some point pull the plug because I could have just kept doing that over and over and over. But at a certain point, I just felt so good about it. But there was a point where I, it wasn't there and I just could not let it go. It wasn't ready. And the publisher was like, we need to get this out. And you were along the ride with me on this one. And we just said, no, it's, it's about a quality book. It's about it being done right, not about honoring a timeline. That's right. You did it. I'm so proud of you. It's awesome. So that worked out great. Thank goodness for people like you that give me such great advice along the way. And you know, you believed in me oh, and in me. this brand and <laughs> in my story since day one. So and wanted the world to know it and did such a great job marketing it and helping build the social presence. I mean, you are really just a whiz 
in that world. You built my website. You've just done so much cool stuff. So I want to give lots of props to you and NGNG and Caitlin and just everyone that I've worked with. Brian, just you have such a great team. I do, huh? Yeah, they're yeah. really special. And it's you do. because, you know, in the the book launch world, yeah, there's just so much opportunity, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like a lot of book launch managers know how to launch a book, but not as many people know how to build an online brand around it. So it was just fun being a part of it. I can't, I'm always showering Justin with praise because I'm just so grateful that he did have the trust in me to take me along on this journey. And look at what we built. And I can't wait to see what we're going to build next. So stay tuned. There's going to be like a part two to this episode, maybe a year from now, and you're going to see what happened with the rest of the story here. <laughs> That's right. There's no doubt. And technically, we kind of have some legs on on a new part too with the with Tribe of Investors. So that, yeah. that's pretty neat too. Yep. So anyway, where can my audience learn more about you, Amber? Well, go to the search bar of wherever you like to hang out and type in my name and you're going to probably find me there. So ambervillehauer.com is an easy place to go because nobody knows how to say or spell Villhauer. But Amber Villhauer, I'm all over Instagram. That's actually the channel that I'm going to be personally pouring into a little bit more this year. I have a lot of thought leadership that I'm excited to get out that I'm personally focused on. The business is doing well. We're growing a lot of cool things in the works at NGNG, but then I'm also working on a manifesto called Elevate Every Experience. So it's really about human connection and it's going to be pretty special. So if you like what I have to say so far, you should definitely follow me, join me for the ride. Let me know what you found helpful in this interview because you know Justin and I are here today for you. It's not for me. It's not for him. We're here for you. So anything that we can do to make your experience of this podcast better, definitely let us know because you guys matter very, very much. Oh, I love it. And uh, you're doing great things. Your network, by the way, I just got to give you another shout out. Your network is absolutely incredible. I mean, everyone I meet that knows you is connected to you in some way or that you refer over to me. I'm just always blown away with the caliber person, the intentionality, the heart for relationships. You know, you, you could really see that they model a lot of what you model in relationships and friendships. So Thank you. very cool. Very fortunate. Yeah. Thanks for joining. This was awesome. And I just want to leave my viewers, my listeners with just what I think is the most important thing. And that is this. What is one step that you can take today to move towards financial freedom and living a life that you truly desire on your terms, a life that is not on default, but a life by design? Mm. Thanks. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who could benefit from this episode, would you share it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all the resources mentioned, visit www.justindonald.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor.